Hello and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along. A special welcome to all who are joining us for the first time. I hope that you subscribe and hit the notify button, like, leave a comment, let me know who you're, who you are and where you're coming from. We we'll always like to know who's joining us along. And also a special welcome to those who are here day after day as we're getting into the Word of God and trusting that daily in the Word of God and prayer will transform our life. We are looking at the commands of Christ, and today we jump all the way up to Matthew chapter 16, and we begin with verse 5. Are you ready? The disciples came to the other side of the sea, but they had forgotten to bring any bread. And Jesus said to them, watch out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So this is the command. Watch out. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Well, the disciples were a bit dense. We can't blame them. We're often like that ourselves. But they didn't understand. They didn't realize Jesus was speaking in a metaphor. They began to discuss among themselves, saying, He said that because we didn't bring any bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, You men of little faith, why do you discuss among yourselves that we have no bread? And then he reminded them that he, he was able to take a couple loaves and a couple fish, and he was able to turn these into enough to feed thousands of people. There's no lack of what Jesus can provide. And he reminded them, then they understood that he did not say to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. This is such an important message. Beware. There's something you need to watch out from with religious leaders and religious teachers. And what is that? There's something in their teaching that can be like leaven. Leaven, you put a little, just a little bit of it, a pinch of it in a lump of dough. Before you know it, it spreads and infiltrates the entire lump of dough. And he warns us that there can be something in the teaching that was in the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that could spread and spread and spread. What was that? Well, in Luke chapter 12, verse 1, he tells us, because it's the same uh, story, but he adds this, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is hypocrisy. Watch out for hypocrisy. You know, of all the sins that that uh, people really despise, hypocrisy is right up at the top of the list, isn't it? And yet so often we don't condemn it like we might other sins. Jesus sure did. In Matthew chapter 23, Jesus gives a eight woes. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. This word hypocrite there that he's referring to literally means a play actor, someone putting on a show putting on a show, it says, of the stage on the stage of life. And we don't want to follow such people. We don't want to be such people. We want to be authentic, real, genuine, and not people who are just putting on a show. How do you do this? Especially like if you're a teacher or like me, how do we avoid becoming hypocrites? How do we avoid saying one thing but not doing it, saying one thing and doing something different. Or as Jesus said of these Pharisees in Matthew 23, he said of them, when they speak, 
you got to listen to them because they're in that place of authority. But don't do what they do because they won't lift one finger to do the things they tell you you should be doing. They were hypocrites, play actors, preaching one thing, not doing what they said. Their walk didn't match up with their talk. I think it's really, really important that we understand the tendency for religious leaders to do this and we be on our guard, just like now, just like we were then. We got to be on guard in our own lives. You ought to be teaching. You know, you have credibility to teach the Word of God if, you're, if, if, if you know the Word of God and are doing the Word of God. Where does our credibility come from? I'm, I'm the school that doesn't believe our credibility comes because we were necessarily ordained or something like this, although I'm not against that. But our credibility comes from the fact we're doing it. Where was Jesus' ordination? Well, his came from the Holy Spirit. Where were the apostles' ordination? Well, Jesus chose them. But the point was their power. Their power came not in an ordination. Their power came because they were doers of the Word of God. That's where it happened. We see this all throughout the New Testament, all, all throughout the Bible. Starting way back with Ezra in Ezra chapter 7, verse 10. It says, Ezra set his heart to study the Word of the Lord, to study the law of God and to practice it, and to teach it. This is the right way to do things. You study it, you practice it, or you do it, and then you teach it. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus says that if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you're someone who keeps and teaches his word. You don't remember, it's not just someone who teaches it. It's someone who keeps it and then teaches it. In James chapter 1, verse 22, we are warned that if we are hearers of the law, hearers of God's word, and not doers of God's word, we deceive ourselves. James 1, 22, prove yourselves to be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves or delude themselves. Indeed, the distance between what I know and what I'm doing is the danger zone of hypocrisy the danger zone of delusion, the danger zone where I can think I'm someone I'm not, that I'm something I'm not, I'm better than I am. Be careful. We want to be shrinking the distance between what I know and what I do. The more we shrink that distance, the, the more genuine, the more authentic, the more spiritual power we will have, the more spiritual power. In Luke chapter 6, verse 40, Jesus said, that a disciple, when fully trained, will be like his teacher. He didn't just say we would know what our teacher knows, but we'd be like our teacher. The Pharisees were all about what they knew. Jesus was about life transformation. Jesus was about people's lives being different. Can I encourage you? Several things. Number one, teach less, but teach what you're doing. It would be better to, it would be, you know, some of the greatest teachers out there, some of the most effective practitioners of the Christian faith, the most fruitful people, only have a few messages, but they do them. I think of Bill Bright, maybe one of the most fruitful men of the 20th century in the kingdom of God. And he had like his five or his four laws and his be filled with the spirit and 10 transferable concepts. And he taught it over and over and over 
again. You might accuse him of being rather simple or simplistic, that he wasn't, didn't have the depth and the breadth of a lot of others. But what did he do, leave behind? He left behind an organization that probably has led millions upon millions upon millions of people to Christ. He was focused. He was simple. I would rather teach fewer things and teach them well and make sure there are things I'm doing in life than teach a lot. This is than teach a lot of things that I'm not doing. This is a particular challenge for pastors who Sunday after Sunday they need to come up with a new sermon. Such a temptation to say something new, such a temptation to say something people haven't heard before. And uh, and and consequently it's so easy to slip into things that I just I, I read this in a commentary this week or I heard someone else say this this week or I just learned something this week and I and and we end up rather than teaching from the overflow of a life we're just teaching the latest uh, uh, information we got and then dare I say it's so easy we can just kill the word of God let that sink in. We can become such that the Word of God loses its power and its authority to transform a life. And all we're doing is passing on information that doesn't really touch a person's heart and transform them in the innermost being. It's just giving them more and more information, sadly, that's often forgotten. Let's make sure that as we read the Bible, as we study the Bible, we're, we're, we're looking for a genuine, authentic life transformation. It says in Psalm 51 that God desires truth in the innermost being. One of our problems in the church today, is it not that we have a lot of people with big heads? we got a lot of people who know a lot of information about a lot of stuff, but their life hasn't been changed. Their, life, their attitudes aren't changed. They're, they're, they're still defeated by sin, and they're, 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 they know a lot, but they're like the Pharisees. They're not doing it. Might we be people who are effective doers of God's word? And once you study it and know it's in the word of God, and once you're doing it and practicing it, you have the authority, the credibility, and the power to teach that and to teach it with authority. This is why Jesus, when Jesus taught the word of God, he taught with authority. When Paul preached, he preached with authority. When the prophets of God preached, they preached with authority. Why? Because they were doers of the word and not merely hearers or acad academics, intellectuals who could dissect a passage and tell you all about the language and so on like that. But it wasn't impacting their life. Let's beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the teaching that is hypocrisy. Father in heaven, how we pray today, we ask, we're asking, oh God, for dynamic Christians. We're asking we'd be dynamic Christians. We're asking for revival in our land. We pray for our nation. We pray for our churches. We pray for the, the body of Christ. Lord, that we would not be weak and defeated and like we're laying on the ground, beaten up by a robber like that, that man who was uh, robbed as he's going down to Jericho and laying on the ground, beaten up, weak defeated. Lord, I pray that we would be a powerful people. And the power comes as your spirit transforms us, as you make us new, as, you, you, as we experience what it really means to be that new creature in Christ. Oh God, transform us. Deliver us, we pray, 
from merely being people who have, who are, whose heads are filled with knowledge. But Lord, might our heart be filled with your word and might it transform us. Deliver us from the pride that th- thinks I always have to find something new in the Bible. Deliver us from the pride that, 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 that uh, feels I'm always being judged by what I say. Help us, Lord, to keep your message so simple. It's transforming. Help us to be like Jesus. Deliver us from hypocrisy. Make us genuine. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for how you have transformed us. Lord, I thank you. you. You've given me so many things I can speak on because you've transformed me. I don't need to speak about the things I'm still growing or learning or haven't yet put into practice. There's so much, Lord, you've already done. That's what that way with all of us. Help us, Lord, we've been saved, to speak with authority on that. If you've been baptized, to speak with authority on that. We get into your word daily, we can speak with authority on that. The things we're doing, Lord, Lord, if we give our generously, that we can speak with authority on that. If we love or forgive or whatever we do, Lord, we can speak with authority because we've done it and we've put into practice the things you've taught us. Father, I pray we'd be doers of your word, not merely hearers who deceive ourselves. Make us like Ezra and raise up mighty men like this, Lord. Raise up in our land mighty men and women of God who can speak with power and authority because they are speaking your word and your truth that they know to be true, not only because it's in your Bible, but because it's alive in our lives. And we pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And thanks for joining me today. I appreciate having you along. We, we're going to be transformed, folks. God's word will perform its work in those of us who believe, and I know it's performing its work in you. Make sure and join me every day. We're back here every day at 8.30 a.m. Make sure and join me. Tell your friends, pass the word, and let's grow this team of people, this community of people who are getting in the word of God every day and praying and trusting God to transform our lives. Okay? Thanks. God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye.